dress so fine Do the bumps a dime in your prime Then you It is 26 minutes after the hour here on the Drunk Large Radio Show, and we're pleased to be in studio with Jamie Burke. He is with the Cal Ripken Baseball League here in the Queen City. But before we get to Jamie, we have uh, Arthur Green from the Timberlane Regional School District on the line. And so Arthur uh, would like to make a comment about the last segment. We will, of course, allow him to do that. You can call on anything yourself, too. Right after Arthur's off the phone at 606-6762. Good morning, Arthur. Rich, hi. Thanks for having me on. I'll be real quick. First of all, thanks for everything you've been doing. You know, it's, it's, this is good. Having you off the air is going to blow a huge hole in the community. And, you know, it, what you've contributed is, you know, just can't be, can't be over, uh, overstated. Um, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I wanted to, I wanted to say that. This, this, sort, this sort of vicious slander, uh, which has targeted you, and you know, in 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 similar ways, has targeted uh, my wife Donna Green. Oh, she's taken a pounding it, like nobody. It's bad business. enough. What 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 you what you've had to undergo is bad enough. But the real toxic part of it, in my opinion, is the the signal it sends to other people who might want to be involved in some way in public life. You know, I think Dana Buckley, again, same thing. Yep, and, and, uh, candy, what yep. people have to undergo uh, to, to expose themselves to that kind of slander just for having a difference of opinion. And, and I think that's in large, in large part the purpose of it. The pur- the, it's bad enough that, that they go after you, but the real purpose is to scare everyone else because yep. look what happens if you speak up. I, I agree. Arthur, thank you for that observation. You're exactly right. Appreciate the call. All right, and joining us now is uh, Jamie Burke. He's with the... Um, there is no there is no great good transition uh you know there's no there's no like segue to that so we just have to go and do it he's with the Cal Ripken Baseball League here in the Queen City and they've got some uh, uh some big announcements so Jamie good morning welcome to the Dry at Large radio show and can I get you to pull a little closer to the microphone there we go yeah. thank you for inviting me um, glad, glad to have you yeah we are Starting our third year as Manchester Cal Ripken, changing from Manchester East Little League a few years back. Yeah, now, affiliations. now tell everybody what the difference is. Uh, what, what is uh, what is a Cal Ripken Baseball League versus a a, uh, a Little League? It is. It's a different affiliation of Little. It's like Little League, um, but not. It's a, it's a different organization. Like you have Palomino Baseball, you have Cal Ripken Baseball, you have uh, Babe Ruth Little League. Uh, it's a different affiliation that people sign up, be part of an organization of, of a bigger of a bigger uh, sect. Okay. You know, you look at Little League as you think of the World Series, Little League World Series. It's providing youth baseball um, on another level. Um, we have over 250 kids in the league, and uh, at one time Manchester East had around 400 kids. So, you know, the decline of baseball with, with all of the uh, different sports and everything that's out there, we're uh, we're pleased to bring that program to uh, the city. 
Gotcha. So with, uh, are there any sort of uh, changes uh, or differences in the game and how it's played? Are there different rules and things like that in Cal Ripken's Cal, versus, Cal say, Ripken, uh, Little League? Cal Ripken's more of a uh, real baseball effect. And what I mean by that, I'm not saying Little League is, is less baseball. What you see on TV and go to the Fisher Cats is what you see in our major division with our 10- and 12-year-olds. Okay. Um, bigger base pass, bigger uh, pitcher's mound distance. So it's a little bit of a safer game as far as Little League, uh, the difference between Little League and Cal Ripken. Um, so that's the, diff, that's, the, uh, that's the big difference between Cal Ripken and Little League. And um, was a great change for us. City was uh, very helpful, accepting of it. Um, and, and you don't have to be, like, living on the east side to be part of this. You no, can live anywhere in the city. No, we have, uh, we, actually, we have the whole city of Manchester. We have Bedford. We have Gosstown. We have Candia, uh, Auburn. And I believe Allenstown's in that as well. Gotcha. So we don't grab a lot of kids from those, that, those areas. We haven't marketed it because, uh, you know, the name is Manchester Cal Ripken. But if people want to come to play in Manchester, they can. Um, and it, it's a springboard to go and play at a higher level. So if you're going to play um, baseball in high school, mm-hmm. college or whatever. Legion ball or something. Yeah, like what that. happens is when you're playing in Little League, you go from a 60-foot diamond, and then the following year you go to Pony or Babe Ruth, and you're at 90. Right. So there's 30 feet difference. My son played both this year during fall ball, mm-hmm. um, and it was small diamond versus big diamond. It was uh, – he, he hits well. Um, he can't run for anything. It's not, it's not a brick trait to run. Uh, so, you know, him getting to first is, is fun on the Little League diamond and, and a challenge on the other diamond. Right. Uh, that 90 feet can – that it, extra 30 feet can be killer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. So you uh, you folks, you're in, you're in your third year, and there have been some uh, developments. You have some uh, yeah, we, uh, announcements um, to make. We've uh, currently met with SNHU, uh, the grad program over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple of couple of things that are happening on the front. One of them is there. We've met with the um, baseball coach, and they are going to provide us with a few people to help us with our winter clinic, um, and provide a, a teaching clinic for the coaches as well. Oh, cool! So that that's one of the uh, one of the partnerships that we're doing. The other partnership is with the grad program. We are um, we're going to get a couple of groups of interns to work with us and and help us design the league so the league can be sustaining going forward. So, okay. you know, I'm a volunteer. You mean from like a, a business point from of view? From a business point, point of view, a fundraising point of view. Um, the goal for Manchester Cal Ripken, because we're so we're big now, is that we want to invite everybody to play no matter what their financial status is. You know, from affluent North End to inner city, um, we don't care. We're, we're welcoming. So, with that, it brings another problem where you know some of the kids can't afford to play. So, our goal is to try to keep our funds uh, as high as we can, so we can keep our um, application fee down. Um, our application fee is probably one of the cheapest in the city. It's eighty-five dollars. Uh, we ask kids to sell calendars. Um, with that, there's so many different ways to raise funds. With the volunteer base that we have, we all can't do it. So right. we're bringing SNHU in to see if they can come up with a template that can be repeatable year after mm-hmm. year. I um, have a suggestion for you because we used to have excellent. a sponsor for our sports in our own backyard team, MG Sports Fundraising. Okay. And <clears throat> they do some really different things that um, have been very successful. They mm-hmm. have a guarantee. Yeah. Um, and uh, they work with a lot of high school. In fact, Jimmy Lozon's coming on next. Jimmy introduced mm-hmm. us. 
They've really helped revolutionize the uh, fundraising for Londonderry and many of the school districts that they work with. So MG Sports Fundraising might be an option for you to look into. We'll look into that, and we'll uh, we'll put one of the intern teams on it to see if that's one of the uh, one, one of the, of the intern teams. It's it's actually pretty cool. We met yeah. with uh, we met with Tom uh, last night to to get the ball rolling. Their term doesn't start till January, so we we have a month influx to to build the program to the way we want it. Right. Um, they're really excited about it because it's it's not a grad student program where you're just sit, you know trying to go find a program to go do. He's he's a baseball guy, so he's going to come in and help us. Oh, cool! And uh, it'll be fun for him. So the, the, I'm assuming that these uh, students that will be working with you are getting some sort of uh, you know credit through the they, college. They're getting doing. credits uh, towards their grad program. It's their uh, outside study, yeah. basically. And I think that's I think that's a real problem for a lot of these um, leagues. I've noticed, I've, you know, I've noticed something over the years is more and more people um, from the local area commute out of town for work, right? Mm-hmm. Whether they're going. Especially if they're going south, right? Headed headed to Massachusetts, they just physically aren't around long enough to put in the time that people used to be able to volunteer. The stresses of work, the stresses of family, job, right. everything has really taken its toll on a lot of these leagues. I remember when my kids were at the West Junior, uh, the West Little League, mm-hmm. just for t-ball. You know, the night you know the night before the season was supposed to open, you know, the big gathering. They were trying to get coaches from the parents that showed up about the. You know, the, and there was a lady, God love her, she, uh, she actually did a reasonably good job. You know, she volunteered and, and, and all that. But, um, you know, it really bothered me because what she said, what the kids were told and what the parents were told is practices are optional. And, uh, and, and, and so what ended up happening is, and, and I want you to address this because I want to know how your league works, right? So we would go to practice, and there would literally be a handful of kids, maybe two, including our two, mm-hmm. right? So we'd go to practice. Games would show up. Oftentimes, the games wouldn't have enough players, enough kids uh, show up to play. And so it was a very frustrating experience because there was never any sort of, hey, you're on the team. It's expected you attend practice. It's expected they were trying to make it easy for people, right? Figure that well, if we if we make it easy, people won't, uh, you know, more people will join and more people will show up. But I, I will tell you, never did I see so many people in my life as the end of season barbecue, the pizza party, <laughs> uh, <yeah>, pizza party, <laughs> and, and whatnot at the little league field. <clears throat> Parents that you know who who didn't show up to anything showed up to eat the pizza, hot dog, hamburger, whatever it was, grab the participation trophy and leave. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is that? We do have we do have the challenges with that. Um however, yeah. but the business aspect of it though, a lot of a lot of a lot of volunteers don't understand what it, what it takes to run a league and and make it work from a financial point of view, right. a business point of view, which is why I think what you're doing we, is great. We've done a uh, we've done a couple of things to address that. One of the things that we put on the website last year, or the year before, was what's the cost for your kid to really play? Right. You know, we're charging you eighty dollars, eighty five dollars, or whatever the the going rate is, but it actually costs one ninety or two fifty. Right. When you fun, put in the the umpire fees, the team sponsors, the the insurance that it costs to play, um, people. It's not. We're not self-funded, where we have a billion dollars and we can just let people do what they want. Right. Um, that being said, there's so many things out there. A lot of the parents go to where the short money is. Mm-hmm. If it costs eighty-five dollars for my kid to play baseball for two months, that's cheap in people's eyes. Yeah. Um, so we we try to 
give the expectations of the league right up front with a we have a league meeting every team has a divisional meeting mm-hmm. um, with the with the hierarchy of the league so they know from the president down to the fundraising chair what's expected right. concession stand um, we have a, a massive family environment at our league it's a um, it's family first um, I know the teams that I've coached I made sure that they go to their their family events and whatnot um, and just because it's the time, we have to make some exceptions. We have to move games and things like that. But it really should be the exception, um, you know. Right. It, otherwise, you create chaos. Um, but in, a, in the lower levels where we have the, I mean, we had, I think we had eleven teams, eleven T-ball teams last year. We try to keep six or seven on a team. Everybody's out on the field. Everybody's moving. Yep. And it's an hour. Yep. So in and out. Parents know on Tuesday nights they have baseball. If they can't commit to Tuesday nights, then they don't play. I, right. you know, and it's hard to have that type of line. But like but, I but said, you have to. there's so many things out there. Well, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm firmly convinced that if there is no commitment to practice or to game or whatnot, there there will be no. If there is no, people aren't vested if they're not committed. Right. So why why would I show up? Right. And like I said, we're our, we've had so many kids go through our our league. Um, you know, I could probably name half of. You know, Central High alum, Memorial alumni that have played through through our league, and they still come back. Our president Bruce Delper has been there over thirty years. Mm-hmm. Um, he played there, um, played there as a kid. I played there as a kid. Um, one of the things that we pride ourselves on is our board. Half of the board, actually, a little bit more than half the board, don't ha- that doesn't have a kid playing in the league. Um, that creates an ap- atmosphere where we can force the force the the business of a baseball league without taking anybody's personal opinion into it and swaying it one way or another so um we we've prided ourselves on that in the last few years jamie if people want to learn more about the cal ripken baseball league here in the queen city and uh, whether or not they're eligible to play because a number of surrounding towns have yep. uh, are in your catchment area how best do they do that uh they can log on to uh www.manchestercalripken.org um, we have a website set up. It's really, really easy to uh, get through the website. Uh, just want to let everybody know that December 1st through the 3rd, we have a Christmas tree sale ah, yeah. uh, at the clubhouse at uh, 313 Terrytown Road. Um, ch- trees are cheap. They're usually sold out by 2 o'clock on Sunday, so come <laughs> early. Um, and it's a fun, fun event. We have uh, raffles inside and, and hot chocolate and all that stuff going, so... Um, we welcome anybody to come down, and uh, if you if you mention you came down because of the radio station, we'll get you a T-shirt. Oh, well, there you go. Mention that you heard about it on Gerard Large and bright get t-shirt. a T-shirt. That's right. It's bright. It's orange. You can wear it and glow in the dark at night. He was kind enough to bring one for me. Jamie Burke of the Manchester Cal Ripken Baseball League. We appreciate you being with us here this morning on Gerard Large. Best luck to you as you uh, get your, your business house in order. Yes, and good luck to you. Well, thank you. Much Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to take a really quick break for traffic, weather, and sports. Coach Jimmy Lozon's in the house. Stay with us.